Hey everyone, uh, so glad that you could be a part of this podcast called The Ask. Uh, my name is Brandon and I'm one of the pastors at Fraser Church in Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, in this podcast, we're looking at uh, different questions that people have for the Bible, but we're also looking at some of the questions that the Bible might ask of us as well. And and we did this survey where we asked a bunch of different questions that people might want to hear from. And uh, today we're going to be looking at a question uh, that a lot of people voted for. Uh, they really wanted to hear about uh, what does the Bible have to say in terms of discipling our own children and grandchildren? Uh, how can we help them have ownership of their faith? And uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, Susan Fisher. Uh, she's the Director of Discipleship here at Frazier. And so, uh, Susan, so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. And uh, so, Susan, just describe briefly for the folks who are listening, those who may not know you, who may not go to our church, uh, what what do you do here at Frazier in terms of being the Director of Discipleship? Well, I have the privilege and opportunity of working with parents, with couples, with individuals to help them um, really grow in their faith, to become spiritually mature, uh, to help them work through bumps in the road. And that deals with um, nursery age children, teenagers, and then even adult children. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so we thought it would be perfect to have you here because that's really what you eat, live, and breathe is basically how... Uh, do we nurture families and how do we equip families uh, to disciple their own children? Um, we see throughout the Old and New Testament a mandate to pass our faith down to the next generation. Psalm 78.4 is is a big one. It says, we will not hide these truths from our children, but we will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, that uh, God has called us to make sure we pass our faith down to the next generation, not just to finish our race, uh, but to pass our baton uh, down to the next group. And so I'll uh, let you answer the question first. What, uh, As you think about this question about uh, teaching our children and creating ownership, uh, what is one thing that you might suggest to parents or grandparents? I think one of the greatest things that we can do as parents or grandparents is just what God did when he recorded or when the Bible was recorded, and that is that we recount God's faithfulness in our own lives, that we tell our children and our grandchildren the stories of how God's worked in, in our good times and our bad times and our sufferings and in our celebrations, um, even when we didn't understand him. So that's huge to me is to make sure that we continuously tell the stories and then teach them how to tell their own stories and to recognize that God's working in their lives in the little things and big things as well. Yeah, I think that one, that is huge. And I think that's the one I've missed, you know, with, with having children of my own. And, uh, and even the, in how I was raised, I, I had great parents. Um, but, uh, we never really talked about God much <laughs> and, uh, particularly outside of Sunday morning. And, uh, and so giving your kids a vocabulary for their faith, I think that's yes. huge is that they need to hear from you, uh, not just go to church, mm-hmm. um, but they need mm-hmm. to hear, how is God working in your life? What are some things he's taught you lately? Um, that needs to be a normal part of the dialogue. So I think that's a great place to start for parents and grandparents who are listening is the first thing you might do is if, if you haven't done anything is not to force your family into family worship yet. That might exactly. feel a little awkward, mm-hmm. but you might just start by um, just sharing about what God has been teaching you lately and the things that um, he's doing in your life and allow that to start to become normal because that's usually very impactful because mm-hmm. a they can't argue with you. It's, that's right. It's your story, mm-hmm. and and b they get to see that hey God is real and God is operating not just on Sunday mornings but 
throughout the week. Um, good, good. So what about some, uh, any other suggestions? Well, yes. Um, I think we have to also think about what is our end goal in raising our children or mm. even investing into our grandchildren, which is a season that I'm in now. And um, one of the things that I think we really need to focus on is, you know, what is the character? What are the characteristics of God that we want to nurture and mm-hmm. develop in our own children? And is it integrity? Is it responding to authority? Is it humility? A big one in our household, in all of our kids' lives, and even today, is hospitality. We value hospitality and inviting strangers into our home and approaching people in a room that have nobody around them, talking to them. That's Mm. just huge for us in our household, and I just encourage families to do that. Yeah, I think that's a a big one is I think if— you know, usually as parents, we're just trying to survive. Yeah. Like you're just trying not to die, you know? <laughs> and so sometimes you're, you're parenting just to kind of get through as opposed to thinking about yes. the end game. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, um, even as Christians, you know, our main goal in raising our children is for them to grow up to be nice, good people. But that's not very biblical, actually. No. You know, we're not in the game of raising nice, moral citizens. Mm-hmm. Like we hope that's a byproduct, but mm-hmm. Our goal is to pass down the gospel, that they would have a relationship with Jesus, that they would be worshipers and that they would serve and help and be generous. Like Mm -hmm. our goals are much bigger than just good, nice, moral citizens um, that we want them to be gospel centered. And so I think that's a great um, concept is to start by you sitting down and saying, okay, what what are the values Mm -hmm. we want to pass on to our children? And I think if you sit down and talk about it, you do want to go beyond nice, moral. Mm -hmm. But you need to have that conversation. Is it hospitality, integrity, Mm -hmm. generosity? And if if that's part of it, then how can we parent in such a way that is congruent Mm -hmm. with those values? Mm -hmm. So I think that's an important question. I'll double um, back on this and just ask you as someone who works for the church, as I do, as I think sometimes we as a church have made the mistake of making parents and grandparents think that we're the main disciplers of their children. Oh, and yes. um, part of that's our fault, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, inadvertently we've created some great student ministries, children's ministries, um, small groups, which we need to have. But I think we might have created a myth that, hey, you just dropped your kids off and we'll take care of their spiritual formation. When in reality, um, we're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. No. And, you know, I, that's so interesting, Brandon, because I think about the drop off and the church being responsible. And I think so many times as parents and even grandparents, um, we forget how much we're teaching just in how much we live our lives, what mm-hmm. we say, what we don't say, how we respond, how we don't respond. Um, our children are not just listening because they miss a lot of words, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they don't miss our actions. Yeah. They watch. And, um, When I think about that, I think it's so important as a parent, as a grandparent, to teach our children so quickly um, that it's okay to fail, Mm -hmm. and I want you to take risks, but there is forgiveness, there is um, restoration. You learn so much from the things that you don't do correctly, and as a parent, um, I'm thankful that I'm at that place where I can say to my children, you know what? I was wrong. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really good at that when they were younger, yeah. but as I've matured in my faith, which is why I do what I do to help parents get there faster than I did, yeah. um, to be able to say, you know, that I'm not perfect. You know, don't yeah. look at me to find me perfect. I want you to see my flaws and, yeah. and just the good God that we have that loves us with those. 
Yeah, I think that's that's the powerful element of it is it's been interesting doing research and in, in, at least in student ministry that more often than not, your children will actually do imitate your faith. Yes. For better, for worse. Without a word sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what we've been seeing, it's been mainly for worse, that mm-hmm. we have not modeled a faith that is very biblical. Yes. Um, and oftentimes we've just taught them basically go to church when you can, mm-hmm. but if other things come up, you should miss. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do on Sundays doesn't impact the way you live Monday through Saturday. And so we've inadvertently taught them those things and they now mm-hmm. are imitating that. Mm-hmm. And then we're disappointed. But basically, I think what you're saying is true is that the church is there to help for sure. But we see your kids at most mm-hmm. one to two hours a week. Mm-hmm. And that's if they're very active. Uh, but they see you a lot. And I think you're right. I think actions and example are going to be critical I'm always reminded of the the verse in First Timothy, where Paul's writing to a young pastor, and he says, "Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young, but be an example to all believers in what you teach, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, your purity." Until I get their focus on reading the scriptures, encouraging the believers, and teach them. So one of the things that Paul suggests to Timothy is to be an example mm-hmm. in the in what you say, in the way you yeah. live. And I think that's such a reminder for us is. What is our example teaching that next generation? Again, mm-hmm. not that we have to be perfect, right? but that even in our imperfection, we need to make that gospel. We need yes. to apologize. We mm-hmm. need to forgive. We need to ask for forgiveness. Uh, these are all ways that we exemplify what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Right. You know, we also are living in a time where I think we, um, we probably do more for our kids than we need to do. We probably provide more than we need to. Um, and there's that expectation there. But I'm so reminded that our kids need our time mm-hmm. more than they need anything we will ever provide for them financially. Yeah. And um, where we live in this crazy world, I think we as parents have to make time, like you said earlier, to sit at the table, to sit in a room and just have conversation about their lives and what's going on. They want you to remember that they told you earlier so-and-so happened, you know, and to give Mm -hmm. them our undivided attention too. Yeah, they actually said that this generation has less adult contact than Mm -hmm. any other generation before them. And need it more. Yeah, and and it doesn't mean that parents aren't doing things for the kids, but they're basically glorified chaperones taking Mm -hmm. them to and from places. But that actual family meals is a huge thing. uh, actual, what you're, what you're talking about, really quality time mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. your kids is, is, you know, and so everything we've said is actually really easy, but it's easier said than it done. Is, it, you are you right. talk about uh, living out your faith, you know, talking about what God's doing in your mm-hmm. life, spending mm-hmm. quality time with your children. None of this is rocket science. No. And yet it can be very difficult to do because a lot of us haven't seen it in our own households. Exactly. And I think too, where you're talking about that, Brennan, whether it's weekly or whatever, um, I think you start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that you're willing to start. And you may even shock your kids when you do it because it's like, okay, we haven't been done this before. This is really different for us. But I think that um, when you begin to make a habit of it and you see the response that comes mm-hmm. uh, from the kids and having that time set aside, you'll reap huge benefits in your home mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you one big question to close. Mm-hmm. And I'm just dropping this on you. I didn't, I didn't plan it ahead of time, but uh, your kids are now grown Yes. and y'all now have grandchildren. Right. Now, just thinking back on your own parenting of your kids, what is, what is maybe one big thing that you wish you would have done more 
uh, just thinking back on your own kids or, or one big thing you might've done a little bit differently if you could go back in time now that you are kind of in the world of hindsight? Um, I think probably one of the things that I did not, or Sam and I didn't do a good job on maybe was establishing boundaries. I probably was a little too legalistic and um, my expectations um, might have been a little more religious than relational okay. at times, mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, yeah, to yeah, you, um, because of the way I was raised and just, um, I don't know, I wanted, I wanted to have good kids. Yeah. And, you know, through that, yes, if you're making good choices, hopefully it's part of their faith too. But I realized as mine got older, they were good kids, but... Um, they didn't have that relationship that mm-hmm. I wanted them to have early on. And so I think it's really helping helping your children realize the relationship more than the habits or um, just it's what we've always done yeah. or not done. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I think that's huge. I, I think I think what you're talking about there is connecting the the character, the things you want them to do mm-hmm. to the relationship with Christ. Yes. And I think it is very easy for us to kind of miss the connection mm-hmm. or assume that they're getting that. But we have to be very intentional about um, making sure that that the relationship with Jesus is at the foundation for all these other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it is very easy for us to to miss that. Um, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, just as we were, were talking about this, as I think about uh, student ministry, children's ministry, and even my own kids, I think... I think one of the things that, I, that I'm going to try to do for them, as well as all the things we've talked about, is also give them opportunities to step out on faith. Yes. Um, I think sometimes as parents, we, we want them to be safe mm-hmm. and uh, we want to take care of every need, as we should. However, I think sometimes we, we by doing that, we do not, never give them the opportunity to really take steps of faith, to get out of their comfort zone to be in a position where they have to depend on Jesus. Yes. And of course, there's wisdom in that. And when you do that, the age and things mm-hmm. like that. But I, I see as my kids get older is how am I going to give them opportunities to to step out a little bit, to get mm-hmm. out of their comfort zone? And of course, mission trips will be about a part of that. Serving in certain ways will be a part of that. Uh, we're a foster family, so that's mm-hmm. kind of inherent uh, in, in part of our family. But I would suggest that to those who are listening. What are some things uh, you can do, particularly if your kids are entering young teenage years, is what are some opportunities that you can give them to step out in their faith and to get them out of their comfort zone in, in a way where they have to depend on Jesus? Yeah. So, um, well, thank you, Susan, for for being here. We appreciate your time. I loved being here with you. And uh, if there are people who are listening who would like to get in, involved with Frazier or want to know more about the children's ministry or uh, small groups. What's what's a good way to contact you? Just Susan at FraserUMC.org. I would love to have an opportunity to meet with you or communicate or just ask me a question through email. All right. Well, thank you all for uh, listening and uh, so glad that you could be a part of this. Uh, we always appreciate it. If you want to go to the podcast and rate us, that's always helpful. Uh, but so glad you could be here and I uh, hope that you can listen next time. God bless.